ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. What's up? What's up? Welcome in. It is Bet LA. Just like the gentleman said, my name is Anita Marks. We welcome you in. Uh, I know I say this each and every week, but I truly believe we work hard at <clears throat> uh, putting together a real, really nice cast of characters and analysts uh, to get you ready for the remainder of your week. It is Wednesday. Sometimes we're on Thursday. Uh, this week we're on Wednesday. Um, and, and of course, heading into the weekend. And so it's, it's, it's an interesting show in that there's no football happening this weekend. Right, and we've got Tyler and Brian is in for Rebecca. So, Brian, welcome into the show. Great to have you on board. Tyler, I know you were off last week, but this just this has a, a different, right? It's just, it, it has a different feel to it right now. And, and, and listen, we're going to bring you some NBA plays. Uh, Fat Jack's going to join us on the program. We are going to take a look ahead, even though it's two weeks away. Um, a little less than, but you know what I mean. Uh, with, with the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to talk some Pebble Beach golf, getting you ready for that action. They tee off uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, really excited about that. Um, some NHL puck daddy, Greg Wyshynski is going to join us. you got the NHL All-Star Weekend happening right now down in Florida. So he took a break from that to jump on board, and we're talking some NHL futures with you. Um, also, big news this week, Sean Payton getting hired by, um, by the Denver Broncos. So... Um, so, you know, what does that mean for Denver and, and, and their odds next year to potentially, A, do well, win some football games, let alone um, possibly win the Super Bowl next year? But, you know, Tyler, again, welcome back. I know you were off last week. Thank you. But, but right, like, it's just, and, and I will say this, like, it's, it's, to me, it's bittersweet in that, you know, the, the, the NFL season is coming to an end. It's, and it's, it's long, it's grueling. For folks that are in the business, you know, it, it's it's our bread and butter, right? Yeah. And so everybody puts 110% into football season, and, and it's so fun, but it's a lot. So it it's kind of like this. It, it's, and it's, it's been kind more. Of like this. It's been more this season. They added a game. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> Do, do you do you not like do you not like that they that they added oh, no, the game? I'm, Are I'm, you? I'm happy with them adding as many games as the players will play. I'll say that. Right, right, right. So, um, but but I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of in the middle right now. Like, a part of me is like, oh man. So so, football season's coming to an end again. We got one more game, and thank God it's the Super Bowl. And then, of course, March Madness will be here before we know it. So so it's kind of like, and, and I and I'm excited for all of that. But it's, I guess I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's kind of it, it's bittersweet, and and this week hits you because there's no football at all, right? Like there's none. So it's like a, it's like a healthy break before the big hit. Yeah, but you, see, you seem to be okay with it. I am. I'm <laughs> I'm okay with there being healthy breaks. I mean, I know there's still one game left. I know it's the biggest game of the year. 
And so I'm okay with, you know, I'm okay with a healthy break. Okay. I mean, listen, maybe some people, I'm sure, so I'm sure there are a number of people out there who have significant others that are like, hell to the, yeah, I'm ready for football season to be over. (laughs) Because I, I don't know about you, like my life changes immensely. You know what I mean? We were we were just we were listening to an ad coming in, right? And they were promoting seafood towers. And I told you, there's nothing better than a phenomenal seafood tower in an outside cafe here in New York City on a Sunday afternoon. And what, what did you say? You said you you'd rather have a, a hot fudge Sunday on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you said your favorite thing on a Sunday, and then you took like a breath. And so I just said my favorite thing is a Sunday. <laughs> it's a Sunday ice cream, hot but- fudge. I just I love me a, a, I love me a seafood tower tower like in a beautiful New York City on a Sunday, but you know that's not happening during football season, right? No, because I'm pizza, here watching it's pizza every and single wings game until next Sunday. I'm here Tears watching every man. single game. I'm here betting on every single game, every single player. But anyway, um, so it's just it's it's just it's an interesting week. It's it it really is. It's an interesting week. But nonetheless, uh, so as we know. Uh, we know the two teams that will be taking on one another. And of course, it's the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's really interesting. When this line first hit, the Kansas City Chiefs were favored. And some, some real wise money, wise guy money came in quickly. And, um, and boy, did that change things. So now the Philadelphia Eagles are favored. And that line's been fluctuating. It's right now it's at one and a half. Maybe you wake up tomorrow morning, it'll be at two. It's been up to two and a half. It's back down to one. One and a, it's all over the place. Um again, we're gonna have Fat Jack, professional handicapper, who's gonna join us this hour. He's in Vegas right now, by the way. So I'm excited to get him on and uh and, and him and I kind of do this this uh little little sneak peek. Right, like what, like what, 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 what do we go? What have we gone to the window to put down so far? Right, like what, where are we leaning? How are we playing this? Because so much, so many storylines are going to come out. Like, and I think some of the biggest storylines are, and and I can't believe nobody's really. We're not hearing a lot of discussion. I think we're just assuming. Oh, it's two weeks. Hurts and and Mahomes, they're going to be just fine. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Hertz, Hertz did, and and if you listen to the show, I told you Hertz was not a hundred percent against that that Giants team. The Giants, the problem with that game was that the Giants, the, the Eagles' offensive line is so good that the Giants couldn't get to him, couldn't get to him, couldn't even sniff him out. And yeah, the Forty Niners were better, but still, that offense like. Meriting this for a minute, the Eagles scored four rushing touchdowns against the league's best rushing defense. Four, not one, not two, four. And oh, by the way, it wasn't even with their lead back. It was, they threw it, they threw them all in. It was Miles Sanders, it was Gainwell, it was Boston Scott. Like, crazy insaneness how good that offensive line is and and that's that is what is protecting hurts from re-injury now he did he did run the ball a few times 
and and it was it was more physical than it was against the Giants uh, because the 49ers were able to get to him and he seemed to be okay, a little jarred, okay, but not great. So I'm not expecting Jalen Hurts to be 100%. And here's another thing, and I'm not reporting anything. I don't know. I'm not Adam Schefter. Uh, I don't. I, I I respect him immensely. I do not want his job. It's too stressful. Um, <laughs> but I I just I, I would not be surprised, Tyler, if he's going to need surgery at the end of the season. Like I I think the shoulder injury is that significant. Yeah, we're going to have you know. Both of these quarterbacks are going to be coming out to the biggest stage of their season, maybe at a B plus. We're not. We're not maybe. going to see one hundred and ten percent from either of them. I don't think. Maybe, maybe, you know, and and then of course, as, as what you're alluding to, and we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. And here's the thing with Patrick Mahomes: is it a high ankle sprain? Because I'm an athlete. Um, not sure if you two gentlemen have played sports extensively. I've had a ton of injuries. I've had seven. I could sit here going. Um, Extensively I, I, would had, be an embellishment for me. I think I would. <laughs> I have had seven knee injuries. I've had a reconstructed nose, shoulder impingement. Um, uh, L five is out of whack. My sesamoids in my right foot, my right toe are shattered, which means I can no longer ever wear stilettos ever. This is sounding uh, like okay. a weekend at Bernie's. I know. I know. Holding I you together I for a go, show. Shoulder impingement. I, like I, I could just I could go I could go on and on. Um, I've just been playing sports since 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 I was young, and and so I, but I'll say like if anyone's ever had a high ankle sprain, it's it's a good four to six weeks for recovery. Easy, high ankle sprain, not an ankle sprain, high ankle sprain. Okay, so and we saw him tweak it, right? in the game against Cincinnati. Like we saw him, he was trying to like, he was running, he was like scrambling to his left. He was trying to get rid of the ball. And then he kind of landed awkwardly and then was limping. And we saw him limping more towards the end of the game. So I would, I would imagine he like re-aggravated it. Right. So I, and I do not expect these two quarterbacks to be hundred percent by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And, and, and then on top of that, there's there's a plethora of injuries outside of Patrick Mahomes that Kansas City is dealing with, specifically to their wide receiving core. Kadarius Tony's out. Juju Smith-Schuster is out. Hardman's out. Are they going to be ready for the Super Bowl? You know, I, I think, again, because we sit back and we're like, oh, it's two weeks away, they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. And even if they do play, even if they are active, right, like how productive are they going to be? Um how ready are they going to be? So there, there's just, there's just so much, so much to dive into. And, and of course, once they do land in, uh, in Arizona um, next week, uh, I'm sure news is going to be breaking left and right. So uh, we're, we're with you for the next three hours. Not only are we going to get you ready uh, with a sneak peek, a look ahead, because here's another thing. A lot of times, like you want to start gambling, you want to start wagering on the Super Bowl now with certain things that you have conviction for. Like, for example, that, that Philadelphia, is, Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is ridiculous, right? Like, they are going to dominate the Kansas City Chiefs. Not to take anything away from Chris Jones. He's been an absolute beast, a monster. I get it. But, boy, the way that that Eagles offensive line was able to manhandle the 49ers, 
uh, unbelievable. So th- there's certain things out there. So I, I'm, I'm believing in the Eagles rushing attack because, uh, I mean, heck, Tyler, Brian, you and I, we, we all, like the three of us, we could have rushed for four touchdowns with <laughs> a wide open wide open holes. They were, walk, they were walking in untouched. Was, they weren't even touched. They weren't even touched. It was dumb. It was ridiculous. It's just unbelievable. It's just so much hype around so many other positions. I, I call offensive linemen dancing bears. I, I just don't feel that they get enough credit. But So uh, we're going to spend a, a good portion of this hour with that sneak peek look ahead. Um, Tim McManus and Adam Teicher uh, join me on my Bet Digital show earlier this week. I'm going to play that clip for you uh, with my uh, my sit down interview with both of them to get you in the know of you know post uh, the Eagles game, post the Kansas City game, uh, what the mindset is with these two games. Fat Jack will join us this hour from Las Vegas as well. Him and I will be we'll, we'll do a, a, a preview and in, in what we like so far right now. Even though again it's it's a little over a week away. And, uh, and, and, and I do have some Super Bowl picks for you that I have already gone to the window for, and I would imagine you would want to as well. Uh, in the hour number two, uh, we're going to talk some Pebble Beach. Golf is in full effect, and, um, and uh, this, even though even it's uh, because of live, L-I-V, whatever you want to call it, it's unfortunate it, it has affected the PGA Tour in regard to having a lackluster field. And I have a feeling like this is, this, this is going to be the way of the world now, right? Because so many players uh, left the PGA Tour to go and make more money, uh, play less tournaments, um, have their travel paid for in beyond first class, have them and their families um, lodging taken care of. I could go, the list goes on and on as to why players jump ship and went to live but nonetheless uh, there is still pebble beach and it's a solid field it's not outstanding but it's solid and i believe i do have some winners for you jimmy hamlin who's a professional uh, pga tour pro also has his own golf show on in uh, in cleveland is going to be joining us as well uh so we got some pebble beach picks for you andre snellings is going to join us NBA action tonight. We get back. I'll fill you in on some of those games. We'll take a look at tomorrow's slate as well and get you some picks. Puck Daddy joins us from Florida where the NHL has their all-star game. We've got some NHL futures bets for you. And Jeff Legwald, who covers the Denver Broncos, uh, is going to join us. Like I said, the big news this week, Sean Payton, now the head coach. What does that mean for Denver? And Nathaniel Hackett fails miserably in Denver, but the Jets decide to hire him here in New York to coach the Jets offensive coordinator to coach whatever quarterback is coming here. I'm sure the Jets would hope that would be one Aaron Rodgers. So uh, we've got a lot going on. We're getting you ready for this week and this weekend. So buckle up. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We, we needed to get this win. We wanted to play this team, um, and uh, we got them at Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, we were able to finish the job this time. And I mean, the job's not finished for us. I mean, we got a chance to, to go up against a great football team in, in Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so we had to enjoy this uh, for about a day um, and then uh, get right back to it because uh, I've been in the Super Bowl, man, if, and uh, winning it's a lot better than losing it. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Um, I would imagine so. So I came across, guys, um, there are – hold on one second. How many are there here? Um, 50 – I think it's – they. Yeah, it's 50, 57 nuggets 
trends. Uh, what, 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 I don't know. What word am I trying to find here? Um, little that, that are interesting nuggets uh, pertaining to the Super Bowl. So when we get back from a break, I'll, I'll look for some good ones to share with you. How about this one? This is the seventh Super Bowl in which two starting quarterbacks hailed from the same college conference. Mahomes played at Texas Tech while Hurts finished his college career at Oklahoma. Remember, he got benched in Alabama for two. Uh, marking the first time both 12, both, the first time Big 12 quarterbacks are going head-to-head in a game. It's also the second straight season that a pair of quarterbacks from the same league are squaring off because Joe Burrow, as we know, went to LSU and Matthew Stafford went to Georgia. They hooked up in the Super Bowl in 56. How about that? I love it. It's also right? the first ever Super Bowl where both of the quarterbacks are African-American. I know. That was reported yesterday. So rad. I love it. Um, so, again, we are going to hear from Tim McManus and Adam Teicher soon. I just want to bring you up to speed on some NBA scores tonight. The Kings, man, they're, they're on a roll. I, I mean, not listen, let's not get ahead of ourselves. They beat the Spurs, who are 14 and 38 on the season. Uh, but uh, 119, to, but you, it's like, it, do you guys like Chris Rock? I like Chris Rock. I oh, love yeah. Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock, and I love his skit. You're supposed to pay your bills. You're <laughs> supposed to pay your child support. Like, you're supposed to beat the Spurs. Anyway. Anyway, I think Chris Rock could do a whole skit on on the Spurs. Anyway, um, the T-Wolves taking care of the Golden State Warriors, 119 to 114. Tell you what, Golden State needs to start winning on the road. Are there... (laughs) It's not looking good. Rockets over the Thunder, 112 to 106. The Celtics destroyed the Nets. Keep in mind, the Nets don't have KD. Still thought the Nets would put up a fight. I was on Daily Wager earlier today. Shameless plug, not so shameless. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. I'm on three days a week. Uh, Not that Tyler knew that uh, prior to, of course, us starting to work together. It's okay, Tyler. I still love you. Uh, But uh, I I did have the Nets today plus nine. I thought at least they'd keep it somewhere close, right? No. Um, I don't know. Maybe Kyrie back in in Beantown. Uh, Always... Always a little, a little extra, extra, right? So Celtics just destroy the Nets, one thirty nine to ninety six. Uh, Jason Tatum had thirty one points. Uh, the Grizzlies, unfortunately, they lost to the Trailblazers. I was wrong on this side as well. I had the Grizzlies minus five and a half. Trailblazers, what the? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Anita, what's wrong with you? Trailblazers beat them one twenty two to one twelve. I thought for sure Grizzlies back at home getting some home cooking. They are, they have, first of all, they have the best defense in the NBA. Number two, they dominate in the paint on the offensive boards. Great with second chance shots. And and the Trailblazers are just god awful in the paint. They're the, one of the worst defensive teams defending the rim. How'd the Grizzlies lose? Morant had 32 points and nine rebounds and 12 assists. Lillard had 42 points. That says it all. 76ers took care of the Magic 105 to 94. And right now we've got two games in action and uh, there's about 10 minutes left in the third. The Hawks are up on the Suns, 68 to 47. And uh, in the Jazz are up on the Raptors with about uh, just 10 seconds left in the fourth, 127 to 123. So that's your NBA action, getting you up to speed. Without further ado, again, I host a, a bet digital show on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays 
Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles, and Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs, stop by uh, to, uh, to bring me up to speed on both these teams after their AFC and NFC championship wins. Let's listen in. So, Adam, uh, let's dive right into, I think, one of the biggest storylines, right? And I, first of all, congratulations on your third Super Bowl in four seasons. Must be fun covering a team that's just that good. But Andy Reid going up against his former team. He's with the Eagles for 14 seasons. Uh, and what, what has he said about the fact that he's facing the Eagles in the Super Bowl? He has not said a lot yet, but I think he's enjoying the, the prospect of going up against the Eagles. Um, it's been 10 years since he left, and he left on good terms. He's still friendly with Jeff Lurie, the, the Eagles owner, and some of the people left in the organization. So uh, I, I think he's relishing this, and uh, we'll see some people maybe he hasn't seen in a long time. So I, I think if you would ask Andy Reid in his heart of hearts, hey, do you want to play Philadelphia or not in the Super Bowl, he would have said, yeah, let, let's go ahead and do this. I think it'll be a fun game. So I think he's looking forward to this, no doubt. Another big storyline will be the Kelsey brothers, right? They've got a phenomenal podcast. I love listening to it. But now you've got them facing off against one another in the Super Bowl. What has Travis Kelsey said about going up against his brother? They obviously are pretty tight. Yeah, it's interesting, Anita. He got a little bit emotional last night when he started talking about playing against his brother Jason in the Super Bowl. Now they've played against each other twice during the regular season, once in Kansas City, once in Philadelphia, but never on a stage this big. And I think that thought really got to him. I, I think he'd sort of had tunnel vision before the game, uh, was just uh, uh, trying to concentrate on winning. And then it all of a sudden really hit him that he's gonna be out on the same field with his big brother. And uh, no doubt something he's relishing as well. It will be special, I'm sure, for their parents as well. I'm wearing a Patrick Mahomes t-shirt today because I'm eating crow. I underestimated what a super superhero performance he put up yesterday against Cincinnati. But we saw him hobbled at the end of the game. I mean, that was his, his ankle was re-injured, aggravated. What's the game plan for the next two weeks when it comes to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, getting him ready to face a very aggressive... And it sure looks like he gave back whatever he gained, uh, gains he might have made last week with the ankle. He might have given them back during the game last night. Uh, but the Chiefs did get the win, so um, he, he'll be ready to go in two weeks. Uh, um, he, you know, he, he'll, uh, he, he's going to work out. He, even after the original injury against Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, he was, uh, there was video out of him working out barefoot in a Kansas City area gym trying to um, uh, exercise that ankle. So uh, I'm not sure that just sitting there and propping it up and icing it is, is just all the best, uh, exclusively is the best thing to do. So he might be moving around on it a little bit, but the Chiefs were encouraged from where he was uh, immediately after the injury to where he was for the game yesterday. And now that'll be doubled with the two-week break between this game and the Super Bowl. So uh, they feel like Mahomes will be probably in a pretty good place by the time they get to the Super Bowl. Fantastic. Adam, thank you so much. Again, just like Tim, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot of you in the next two weeks. Buckle up, man. You're, ready. A, you're actually you're probably used a, to You're used to it. <laughs> but you will not see me on top of any light poles. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I believe you. I believe you. Adam, thank you so much.
We're breaking down for you the, the Super Bowl matchup. Let's start in Philadelphia. Tim McManus joining us. Man, you are one busy man, and it's going to continue for the next two weeks as the Eagles, as we know, they advance to the Super Bowl. But their path to the Super Bowl hasn't been as difficult, right? They beat the Giants by 31 points. Then they go up against the 49ers. They lose their, what, third and fourth string quarterback in the game. What have you heard from the Eagles players regarding the Chiefs and the challenge that they will face now going up against Mahomes in that Chiefs offense? Yeah, Anita, they know that it's a stiff competition that they're going to be facing in the Super and Patrick Mahomes a lot different than Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, and I think everybody recognizes that. But the Eagles feel well-equipped for any challenge that's in them defensively. If you look at the way that getting after quarterback seven sacks in the regular season is not only the most this season, but also third most in NFL history by Hassan Reddick, who has you know just continued his menacing ways in the postseason, carrying over what was a very productive defensive player of the year worthy performance during the regular season. And so, you know, Mahomes, he's magical. Everybody knows it, even if he is slowed a little bit down by injury right now. And so they're, they know that they're going to have to be on it, but feel like their defensive front remains a strength against any opponent they play. And, you know, that'll be once again, the, the key to their success. Um, as we know, Jalen Hurts, that shoulder, still not 100%. He came out post-game and said that it is not. But, you know, they are where they are, and, and he's got to, you know, bite the bullet and, and power through. Um, you know, what, how does he feel after yesterday's game? Because the 49ers were able to get to them where the Giants were not. Yeah, as he said earlier in the week, uh, I've been better. Uh, so that gives you an indication that he's not at 100%. And chances are, you know, there's just one more game remaining that he's he's not going to get there, you know, by Super Bowl 52 uh, and or by 57. I'm, I'm back in the 2017 season all of a sudden with Philly back here. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't think he's going to be all the way back. Uh, you saw that he was able to function at a pretty high level against the Giants in the divisional round. This past week against San Francisco, it wasn't quite as good uh, through the air or on the ground. How much of that is you're going up against an incredibly stout San Francisco defense versus how much the injury is impacting him? I think maybe somewhere in between lies the truth. But I think the good news from Philadelphia's standpoint is that it's been six weeks now since he originally suffered that SC joint sprain in his right shoulder. By the time it gets around to the Super Bowl, it's going to be essentially two months. Uh, So that's a decent amount of time for that to heal, and he'll probably be feeling the best that he has since suffering that injury Uh, when he takes the field in Glendale. Tim, you've got Andy Reid on one side of the field, coaching against his former team, and Nick Sirianni on the other. Okay, Andy Reid, as we know, 21 postseason wins. Nick Sirianni, too. What did Nick say about taking on a team uh, in the Super Bowl in only his second season as head coach of the East? Yeah, he called it a dream come true. And that was the way that he started his address to his players in the locker room after beating the Niners yesterday, saying whether it's been a dream of yours since you were a kid or if it happened, started in high school or just when you got to the pros, everybody has a dream of going to the Super Bowl, representing your city on the biggest stage. And so, yeah, he was he was feeling all the emotions that you would expect a, a head coach early in his head coaching career 
to feel. Uh, but he's been really good about locking players in to the moment. And even though there certainly was a celebration out on the stage at Lincoln Financial Field last night and into the locker room, they lock right back in because they kept saying and repeating, you know, one more. It's the job is not done yet. And that's that's really reflected by Jalen Hurts as well. One thing that I found interesting in the locker room yesterday, Anita, is everybody was wearing their conference championship T-shirts. And Hertz was when he was celebrating on the podium, but as soon as he got back inside of the locker room, that thing was off. I think that kind of represents the mentality of this team of, okay, we've kind of scratched that off the list, but we're not done yet. And that was a message that both Hertz and Sirianni were conveying to the team after that win. Tim, just out of curiosity, I was watching some, some video from the Philadelphia news station last night, and I could have sworn I saw you on one of the light poles. They were greased, but Philadelphia was still attacking those. Were you out there? Was that you, man? Well, the greased poles, Anita, are not going to stop me. I think that's that's one thing we've made clear over, over the years. <laughs> so, yeah, I cannot I confirm nor deny that that was me up on one of those poles. Tim, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of you on bet in the next two weeks. Really do appreciate it. Uh, again, Tim McManus, uh, who covers the Eagles for uh, for ESPN. Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs. You watch ESPN, you're going to see these two gentlemen uh, all over the airwaves. <clears throat> Excuse me, for the next two weeks, that's for sure. Quick break, we come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, FatJackSports.com, joins me from Las Vegas. Him and I do a deep dive into the lines that are out there right now for the Super Bowl and some prop bet uh, lines that are on the slate as well. We, we jump into all of it next right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. And as always, we've got Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him joining us here. He's in Las Vegas. Living large as always, and so we know the Super Bowl's two weeks away, uh, but you know we're going to be talking about it every day until it arrives. So, with that being said, I, just out of curiosity, you know how how are you spending the Super Bowl? Where are you going to be watching it? Yeah, you know I I'll be at the Westgate. Um, they sponsor this TV show that I do that's syndicated around the country called Beat the Odds, and uh, they're the title sponsor, and so they have a big Super Bowl party. And for the second year in a row, Anita, you know, I bet I bet uh, Philadelphia preseason at twenty-five to one for a couple thousand bucks. So I've got two thousand to win fifty k on on uh, Philadelphia. I'll be hedging back some of that. But I had the Rams last year also, so it's, I've been I've been kind of spoiled in uh, being able to predict at least one of the teams playing in the game in August, and that makes for a really relaxing weekend. So I won't there won't be a lot of stress. I'll have a bunch of money on props like everybody else, and I do like the total as well, but. Um, yeah, I'm kind of free rolling uh, this this year again. So that's two weeks in a row, two years in a row. Doesn't always happen that way, uh, but you know, knock on wood, we're we're running pretty good right now. Uh, things went well last weekend. I'm excited about this weekend. But yeah, I'll be at the Westgate. They have a party. Try not to make eye contact with any of the fans for either team, because if you've been to Vegas during the Super Bowl, it is literally everybody comes into town. They're all Kenny Rogers. They all know exactly who's going to win. They have big opinions because there's one game. And I try not to have any of those conversations if I can help it with people. <laughs> um, so, so you obviously got on the Eagles early, right, in August before the season started. I did as well. I also played the exact matchup of the Eagles going up against uh, the Chargers. Obviously, that did not bode well for me. 
um, correct division, wrong team. And so uh, I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles as well. But we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into, uh, into this matchup. As we know, so that's really interesting, right? I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Uh, there were some sports books out there. I want to say the first line that, that, um, that landed, um, Kansas City was favored. And a number of people, like by one and a half or two and a half, a number of people jumped on it. And then all of a sudden, it changed. And now it's fluctuating. Eagles are favored now. Minus one, minus one and a half. Were you surprised? Yeah, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what was going on. Because all the look-ahead lines, that was, those were a couple of houses that release early, early lines and apparently don't pay attention to what the other houses are going to come out at. Because everybody was real consistent. I think we talked a little bit this, about this last week, that all of the different matchups we're going to have with Philly involved, they were going to be a one- to two-point favorite. It was very consistent on those look-ahead lines of what would be the potential uh, numbers if and when those matchups came out. And then I saw what you saw. Uh, Circa, a couple of different places come out. They come with Kansas City as a favorite. Well, of course, the Sharps jumped all over that mm-hmm. and beat that number back because they know, you know the general public, as much as they love Patrick Mahomes, they're going to play Philadelphia, it looks like. That's been kind of the indicator from people inside the, the business that when the public starts getting involved uh, – the majority of them, and that's what we've seen so far. All the early money's come in on Philly. So I was, that was a head-scratcher to me as well. I saw what you saw, but it didn't stay there very long. So uh, good, good for everybody. And like I say, Philly, this is not a layup. This is, these are two very evenly matched teams. It's going to come down to mistakes and turnovers. We talked about that last week, that uh, you know, who makes the fewest amount of mistakes would, would certainly have the advantage here. It's not like it's a foregone conclusion Philly's going to win, but the fact Kansas City came out as a favorite, I, I, was, I was as confused as a lot of people. Yeah, so now where it stands right now, uh, the Eagles are favored by one and a half. And again, that line's fluctuating. I've seen it at two and a half. It's all over the place. I'll be curious if it does get to three prior to kickoff. The over-under as well has been fluctuating from 49 and a half to 50 to 50 and a half. Let's start with the side, right? Like, obviously, we're both on the Eagles. Uh, Give me all the reasons why you like the Eagles in this matchup against Kansas City. Yeah, and there's uh, there's zero percent chance it's going to go to three. Uh, it'll get to two and a half if they moved it there. It last about five seconds, and the same sharps that put hundreds of thousands of dollars on Philly when they were getting points would buy that number back down immediately. So you're not going to not going to see it at three. I don't believe at all. Um, and and like I say, these are two very evenly matched teams. We're going to assume that Patrick Mahomes gets to a place where his his ankle is close enough to a hundred percent that he'll be able to to scramble around. Going to be a very important part of his game going forward and if you if you like Kansas City it's not like you don't have a shot because Kansas City's one of those teams they don't they're not an underdog hardly ever last time they were underdog was week 6 they did lose that game but they they're not an underdog very often and uh, Patrick Mahomes really really good when he's a favorite of less than 3 points or an underdog 18-6 and 1 against the spread so he typically outperforms the market the reason and, and I the other thing that would give you pause if you like Philly is the fact that they had one of the easier paths and easier easier schedules uh, of anybody all year. When you look at strength of schedule, you look at their path to get to the Super Bowl. And then, as importantly, the last time that Philly played away from home was Christmas when they played Dallas. So this team's been really comfortable and had a really easy path. But with all that being said, I, I like the interior defensive and offensive line. I just think Philly's better. 
uh, top to bottom, they don't have to have as much out of Jalen Hurts. He's had a very, very good year. He's a big game player, but you don't have to have that great game out of him. You've got to question Kansas City's receiving core. They're still banged up, and even if they get some of those players back, they become very predictable offensively, and that's been good because their defense has been able to hold down some teams that don't score a bunch of points. Philly's proven that they can score a bunch of points. This is also the second-ranked defense in the league uh, through last week. So you're getting the best defense that's left in, in that's left, and certainly better than Kansas City. You're getting offense that's pro- producing points on a real consistent basis from a lot of different weapons. So I just think top to bottom, if they don't go turn the ball over, this is a more balanced team, and that's why I, I favor them. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, there's a reason why we hear time and time again, right? It's one in the trenches. So, um, so I, I do believe that, that Philadelphia is the, the better team here considering their offensive line. I mean, let's just marinate in the fact, Jack, that they scored four rushing touchdowns against the league's number one rush defense with the 49ers. Uh, just ridiculous, right? I, I mean, uh, like they, were, they just meant like the whole – like you and I could have rushed for four touchdowns with the, you know, how wide ga- gaping holes they were creating – uh, for not just Sanders, but Gainwell and, you know, Boston Scott. It was it's just ridiculous. Um, and then what, what I'm going to find really interesting is, you know, I, I think we're all sitting here assuming that Hurts and, and uh, Mahomes are going to be okay. I just, I don't think so. Like, everything that I'm hearing is that Hurts' shoulder, Hurts' shoulder, um, is, is pretty bad off. And, and even though the Eagles did win, We've seen him a shell of himself, not just against the 49ers, but against the Giants as well, if you recall, two weeks ago. And, you know, I know there's some talk and speculation in regard to Mahomes' uh, ankle injury. Is it a true high ankle sprain? Because if if it is, it's not going to be healed by Super Bowl. A true high ankle sprain takes anywhere between four to six weeks to heal. So... I just, you know, I think there's so many variables here. Not to mention, maybe I've buried the lead, Jack. Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hardman, all injured. Linebacker Willie Gay Jr. for Kansas City, injured. Like, the, the number of injuries that Kansas City have um, is, is heading into this matchup is, is astronomical. And the tougher path, for sure. I mean, we got Kansas City that had to, had to beat Cincinnati in a hard fought. It looked like they were walking wounded when they were out there. They're, they're, you know, they do a lot in the passing. Their defense has really stepped up. And, you know, what... What Philly will get when they get a test, and we haven't seen them be tested. Obviously, they're playing San Francisco without a quarterback, and they get the Giants that they're a lot better than. So if, if and when they get tested, and I suspect they will, they're going to have to execute. But, we, again, we have to look at things. These are two, the two best teams. That, people forget these are the teams that got the bye. These are the two best teams in the league. And you have one of them that was more proven, played a much tougher schedule than the other one. So if you're a Chiefs fan, and frankly, they've been there, they know what to do, do in this spot. They have a bunch of players that have played in this big game. So, so that should be a benefit. But when you look top to bottom, you've got a Philly team that – and by the way, we should say this, Anita, most, a lot of sharp players all like Philly before. We talk about pros versus Joes, people who know versus that don't. It was a consensus early on of the people that I talked to, and it, I, it's not a ton of people that know each other. I just know people that bet a lot of money. Philly was a siren going off as a team that had taken that next step, and to be able to get them 23-25-1 to 25 to 1 in the preseason, a lot of people that I know were very surprised they were getting that good of a number. So 
this is a team that really, although it looks like they've overachieved during the year, people who know what they're looking at have been able to see for months and months that this team had all of the pieces to be playing this weekend. So it's going to be a great game. Whoever makes the least amount of mistakes is certainly going to be, um, going to be the, the winner most likely, and we said that last week as well. We saw what happened there. But, but if, if all those things are even, Philly certainly more balanced. And that number two defense in the league cannot be overstated. Kansas City's not played that type of defense. Cincinnati had by far the weakest defense left. They were middle of the pack, 16th out of 32 teams. So they were middle of the pack defensively, and they still, it was a struggle and a grind. You can't underestimate the fact that this Philly front four, and really their, their, their front seven, if you count their linebackers, are next level good at stopping the run, at eating up double teams, and taking care of business without having to blitz. And that's what you have to do if you're going to you know, beat Patrick Mahomes and company. Uh, before I let you go, uh, let's take a look at the under. Uh, like I said, it's kind of all over the place. 49.5 in some places, 50, 50.5. I, I like the under here. Um, you know, I just think, you know, Kansas City held Cincinnati to 20 points. Um, the last five games, Kansas City's defense has, has held their opponents to 24 points or less. Again, the injuries to both quarterbacks, a huge concern for me. I think, I think the Eagles are going to run the football, which means eating up time of possession. And also, I think Mahomes is going to have a hard time against uh, Hassan Reddick and, and, and that Eagles defensive line that I think arguably one of the best in the history of the NFL. So I, I, I really like the under here. What side are you on? Yeah, I've made a couple of small imports playing one trend with this Kansas City team on their totals, and I literally have hit seven in a row based on something that goes back to the last time they played Denver. When they play very good defenses, Kansas City goes over the total. When they play average to bad defenses, they go under the total. This has been incredibly consistent this year. Go back and look at all of their games they've played. They go over when they play San Francisco, when they play Denver twice. Uh, Las Vegas was the only kind of outlier to that. But the better the defense, the more risk that uh, Andy Reid puts into the game plan, the more imagination that he employs because he knows he can't just line up and run it. They have made me a ton of money when they play good defenses going over the total and vice versa. Philly's got the number two defense in the league. This thing's going over. I really, both wow. of these offenses okay. are not going to be able to just line up and run it. They're going to use imagination. Both of these coaches and coordinators, we talked about uh, Philly's coaching staff last week. They do not give a rip. They're going to keep the gas, uh, the pedal down. I think this thing flies over. I think it, it was surprising to a lot of people that it was as high as it was, 49-50-51 with the best, one of the best defenses in the league. It's because Kansas City's going to open up their offense. It's going to open up both their offenses. Look for the same to go over the total. Wow. Uh, any, any prop bet out there that you like the number at right now that you've already gone to the window? Uh, if Kelsey comes moves. out anywhere near six and a half receptions again, I may, I may bet the whole 50K over. I mean, he's been six and a half receptions the last two games. It's flown. Last, last week it was only seven or eight, but it was easily got there, and if they had needed more, they would have they easily gone to him more. That's been the easiest money out there. Now, he had to lay 150-100 last week, but two weeks ago he had, I think, 15 catches, 14 catches. Kelsey is such a big part of what Kansas City does. Patrick Mahomes, he is absolutely his safety blanket. When that number comes out, if it's below eight, fire in, because I say lots of points are going to mean lots of Kelsey. Um, also, uh, maybe a, a third player to throw a pass 
that's one of those prop bets that comes up. Lots of trick plays. Look for people to look for both these teams to pull things out of the the hat. No, understand they can't just line up and play. Both these coaches have been very, very good at adapting to who they've been playing. I expect a lot of trick plays, especially out of Kansas City, to try to keep that Philly defense off balance. So Kelsey over for sure, and maybe a third player to uh, throw a pass. Love it. Great stuff as always, Fat Jack. Appreciate you. Uh, enjoy Vegas, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, and I'll see you soon. Have a good week. You got it. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him as well as here each and every week on Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. We just heard from Fat Jack. He popped on with us from Las Vegas. I don't know. I, I, Tyler, have you, do you know anyone who travels more than Fat Jack? I don't. I feel like every time we have him on the show, he's somewhere. Somewhere he's in else. London. He's somewhere else. He's in London. Every time. He's in Florida. He's in Vegas. He's all over the place. I'm a little jealous. I want to travel that much. Are you? I, like, I'm like, I love, don't get me wrong. I love to travel, but like, not that much. I miss yeah, my maybe, puppies. You know, maybe a healthy miss balance. my dogs. Just maybe a little more traveling. What would I do? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when whenever we go to a commercial break, I've got to like I've got to the crazy out dog lady that just brings her dogs with you everywhere. <laughs> I've got. I know. I don't do that. Although, I am somewhat a crazy dog lady here in town. I have I have a stroll. I have a doggy stroller. I oh, put all three no. of them. In. <laughs> I'm that one. Oh no! <laughs> because it's so much easier and stroll them to the dog park and then let them out of the stroller, let them go crazy in the dog park. They have all their friends. They have their play dates, blah, 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 blah. And then I put them back in the stroller and I stroll them home. I feel like we're getting things easy. crossed. We've got strollers for dogs and leashes for children. There's something going on around here. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I always tell people, I don't own children. I own dogs. It's easier. All right. So I, I know we opened up the show and um, I, I shared with you, there's, there's 57 NFL Super Bowl trends I'm going to share with you. I'm not going to be able to get to all of them on the show. But uh, how about this? Jalen Hurts is aiming to be the first quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl wearing the number one. That's right. Most recently, don't forget, Cam Newton wore the number one back in Super Bowl 50. Uh, But, of course, that result, 24-10. Of course, they lost to Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Also, I'll share two with you. Why not? Hurts rushed for 15 touchdowns this season which includes two in the postseason. The Eagles star picked up the most rushing touchdowns by quarterback in the NFL this season. How about that? However, the Chiefs have allowed only four rushing touchdowns by opposing quarterbacks uh, this season. So Hertz is listed at plus 105 for an anytime touchdown score prop market. And I'll tell you what, I'm playing it. So you just heard uh, Fat Jack and I uh, breaking it down. Again, we're both on the Eagles. I just feel that they're a better all-around team. And I do believe it's one in the trenches. I feel they've got the better defensive line. They've got the better offensive line. Not to take anything away from Chris Jones and Frank Clark. They're amazing. But Eagles, 70-plus sacks this postseason. They've got Reddick. They've got Graham. They've got Sweat. And then on the outs, that's on the that's on the, the, the outside. On the interior of the defensive line, they've got Jordan Davis, who I think is one of the best draft uh, drafted players this year. Linval Joseph. Sue. They're unbelievable. They've got the best pass defense in the NFL, the best pass rush in the NFL. 
And I think with Mahomes and that ankle and his offensive line, Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr., do you know they're ranked second and fourth on PFF in total pressures allowed? (laughs) Good luck with that. Yep. And then, of course, as we mentioned, they've got Tony, Juju, Hardman. They're all injured. Linebacker Willie Gay Gay Jr. for Kansas City is injured. I, I just... And last but not least, their red zone defense, 31st in the NFL. And that's a big reason why I, I do believe Hertz is going to rush for a touchdown. Um, he scored nine touchdowns since week 10. And uh, in, in, in the playoffs, he has six carries. He has uh, ran the ball six times inside the 20. Some other prop bets that I like, Miles Sanders over rushing yards at 54 and a half and over carries, rushing attempts, I should say. At 13 and a half, he averages anywhere between 15 to 16 attempts a game, and you could run against the Kansas City Chiefs. I also like Gainwell over 34 and a half rushing and receiving yards. This is a Cincinnati, uh, this is Cincinnati, this is a Philadelphia Eagles uh, backfield. They're utilizing all their running backs, right? They're utilizing Miles Sanders, they're utilizing Gainwell, they're utilizing. Uh, Boston Scott. So they're getting everybody involved. I also like Dallas Goddard over receiving yards. As for Kansas City, I am going to pick Mahomes to throw an interception. Why? He's thrown two interceptions his last two Super Bowl games. So uh, there's that. And also, I do believe that he's going to take some chances. And the, the, the Eagles secondary is one of the most opportunistic secondaries in the NFL. I'm with Fat Jack in regard to Kelsey. I think anytime touchdown for Travis Kelsey, Eagles ranked 20th against the position at tight end. I also like over receiving yards for Travis Kelsey. And um, Sky Moore, by the way, anytime touchdown. Why? If Kadarius, jump on it right now, by the way, because if Kadarius Tony can't play and Juju Smith-Schuster can't play and Hardman can't play, who's going to score some touchdowns for this guy? Possibly Sky Moore. And I, 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 think, I think the odds for that touchdown... Uh, anytime touchdown could be pretty significant. So, all right, uh, we're going to kick off hour number two, and we're going to be taking you to Pebble Beach. Well, not literally, but figuratively. Uh, that's right. Pebble Beach uh, kicks off tomorrow, four days, uh, three different courses. They alternate. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they alternate all three courses. And then on Sunday, you pick the top 60, and they compete to see who's going to win it. Uh, Jimmy Hamlin. Uh, PGA Tour professional also has his own uh, golf show on on the ESPN airwaves in uh, in Cleveland. He's going to be joining us next to preview Pebble with me and you right here on 710 ESPN LA.